It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas in the studio. Well, over, over, over there, at least. It's just over, just over, over there. there, if you point the, there you go. the thing. Yeah, there you go. Okay, see. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Isn't that wonderful? Triple eight seven two seven back. It is Pat and Stu, and uh, just a few days after Thanksgiving, and I, you know what happens is I get withdrawal from not consuming the amounts of food that uh, I did during the vacation. Holy crap! And it's so. I, I mean, I am continually looking for food now. Just like, where's the food? Where's the food? Well, it's good that you're supposed to graze. You're supposed to get. <laughs> You're supposed to graze. I did graze. That's Are you really supposed to? Oh, yeah, that's what you're supposed that's to That's the advice for a cow. Yeah, and that's how I became a cow. Uh, <laughs> it's bad. So. I, I, I went on, we were mm. off for something like 10 days because of weekends plus the whole week off. Um, and then, you know, including, uh, you know, we, we did a show on Friday, but I'm including Friday because I had to start the weekend a little earlier, obviously. Well, yeah, obviously. Um, and so usually we work. At least Monday, Tuesday, sometimes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of Thanksgiving week. Um, but this week we had the whole week off. The problem with that is it turns Thanksgiving into an entire week process for me. This so is we Thanksgiving had, festival. Of the 10 mm-hmm. days, I probably had legitimate eight Thanksgiving days mm-hmm. where I ate. And it's not like eating like, oh, I'll eat whatever mm-hmm. I want. No, that's not, that doesn't describe what I did. <laughs> it, what, I, what I did was eat at times when I couldn't even fit it. Mm-hmm. Intentionally to try to jam it down my throat to food that you know, like we had uh, you know tons of leftovers, obviously as, as everybody does, and particularly in my family. Like, I mean, we all took home gigantic, like you know, you could curl the plates of food that we took as leftovers, and you, you, you would actually like you'd have like the rocks are the, ve- the vegetable loaf. Uh, the, <laughs> well, there is some, but I mean, there's mashed potatoes, there's mac and cheese, there's uh-huh. stuffing, there's all sorts of stuff that I can eat on Thanksgiving. But and, what's that? What's that pretend thing you do? Uh, Worthington's the, protein loaf. The protein loaf. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there wasn't any leftover of that. <laughs> no, no, oh my God! You gobble that down in the yeah, first effort. Right? No it's way good. You I mean, had that, it. I, <laughs> you had it. It's pretty freaking good. Yeah, I did it's have not it. Bad. It's. Mm. It was not bad mm. at the time. You liked it. I did. Um, oh, I will say mm. uh, <laughs> the numbers of times that I've had it since. I can't well, even. I can't I can even count. I can understand. I couldn't number them. Well, you could. It would be a zero, uh, but you could never. No, I would. Uh, but I mean, look, you can eat. Uh, a vegetarian uh-huh. can eat on Thanksgiving. Turkey, to me, is is the is the ugly stepchild of Thanksgiving. It always was, even when I ate meat. Because yeah, it's like it's eh. not my favorite thing. Yeah, it's like uh, the sides are the star. I like it. But... The sides and the desserts are the yeah, star yes. of Thanksgiving. Let's be honest about it. Uh, yeah. And uh, and my wife is in this mode right now, and I I don't know why because I keep trying to say let's simplify this, let's make it easier instead of harder. So. That you're not in the kitchen all stick right. and day, all day, yeah. and for sometimes for days leading up to Thanksgiving, yep. mm-hmm. and I hate it. I hate it for her. I hate it for me because I feel guilty, and then I got to do it too, you know. And we can't have that. I never feel that way. So I will be um, on record as saying I never feel that way. Either. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. Um, but anyway, she's in this mode where she's got to make like 19 different kinds of pie. And four oh, cakes. And, it sure does. Well, it's terrible <laughs> for me being on television. I know. That's, it's not, that's yeah. what it's terrible for. Yeah. About. My aunt uh, did uh, Thanksgiving like, for us and does the same on. thing. Same thing. We had, um, like, my cousin makes these uh, delicious, uh, like, uh, breads. So it's like banana bread and pumpkin bread. 
mm-hmm. and lemon blueberry bread yeah. and cranberry orange bread. Those are the four. We had eight people at Thanksgiving dinner. She made 12 loaves. <laughs> 12 loaves. Wow. Now, well, you get into baking mode. You know, that's, I mean, you know the life. That's one thing. That's just like the appetizer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you have the meal where we had plate. I mean, it was every side you could possibly have. Well, plus, plus the turkey, the plus the Worthington. Worthington protein loaf. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can't. I actually I mean, got, it's a sad story about, about the Worthington that's protein a, you know, it's oh, no. like The Worthington <laughs> protein loaf is kind of like Jello. I mean, there's always room for that. <laughs> right, but he's that's, got a sad story about it, I do it, have Jeffy. a sad story. Oh, I, no. uh, as I, about halfway to my uh, Thanksgiving dinner, I realized I left the Worthington protein loaf in the freezer. Oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, no. so you didn't have the Worthington no. protein loaf? I will make it for Christmas for sure. <laughs> I will be part of my Christmas. How oh. long do you have to put it out uh, in order to thaw the yeah, I mean, It can't be very long. You could have ran home and put that bad boy in the microwave. Well, it was too long of a drive. I just, you know. I figured I'd have it later. I mean, it's it's. Could you it's, just run down to the store? Time. Just run down to the store and pick it up. I now mean, you know it, you we see actually, them everywhere. Uh, a friend of mine actually had to uh, drive over an hour to pick it up because he's also he eats these things too. Yeah, and he made it on the show for us last year. Yes, had. yes, yes. And he goes to a, a specific store, which is from um, Ben Carson's church. It's one of those yeah, uh, yeah. Seventh Day Adventists, and so they're mostly vegetarian uh, Seventh Day Adventists. So, on like in the community of Seventh Day Adventists, they have these special stores that carry the Worthington's protein loaf. <laughs> so, if you're near one, <laughs> go there today. Wow, there's okay. still time for Christmas, oh, and yeah. you can pick up the cans of fried chicken pieces as well, which are delicious. Oh, that they come in the good old oh, say, can opener type cans, and wow, you, know, you can get your chicken out of that. I'm telling you, the um, dinner bell's ringing now. <laughs> it's ringing for me. But the point is. Every dessert is friendly yes. for me. Yeah. Almost every side. They, yeah. Of course, my aunt made and specific sides. Like, she makes the sausage, and she puts uh, or stuffing with sausage in it. Um, she, that's, uh, like, yeah. kind of the family recipe, but she made some for me without it. She made me the... They had the, the green bean casserole, which is, like, the only time yeah, anyone I, wants to eat green beans. Except me. I don't even... Then. I think it's Not good. even then. Oh, I, like, with the mushroom cream, with mushroom, the mushroom soup, cra- and the fried and again, onion rings on it? I also don't like mushrooms. So, I don't... I mean, green beans are fine as a vegetable, but I have no passion for them. Mushrooms I actually don't like, mm-hmm. but that thing with the fried onion things the on crispy, top, you get the oh, onion, man, I, I, crispy, I, yeah. I, got, I do like yeah. that. I do like really? that. Wow. Really good. Anyway, bottom line is I <clears throat> ate, as you can tell, this is a television show, You mm-hmm. could, unless you're listening on Blaze Radio. I don't know if my voice sounds fatter yet, but everything else it on does. me is fatter. It, it is? Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were Jeffy for a second really? talking. <laughs> if I just close my eyes... I, so what does Jeffy sound like? <laughs> oh, okay. like a moose. <laughs> really? Ever heard a moose call? Yeah, that's, okay. what... that's what it sounds like. Uh, but oh. I, my goal is, and I, I've, um, I've tried to map this out a little bit uh-huh. ahead of time. We have three weeks where we're here again. Three weeks. Are you going to try to tell us? No, that we... Hold on. Let me, let me get this out because I want to make myself accountable. <laughs> we have three weeks until we go mm-hmm. back on vacation for two weeks. Yes. So, like, we are basically not here for the next, you know, month or so. The point is, if these three weeks don't go well, I come back in a crane. Yeah. Okay. They're going to have to crane us out of the They're house. They're going to crane us out of the house and mm-hmm. drop us in, like, the, the, the holsters into these seats every day and then yeah. crane us out of here. That's actually not a bad thought. I mean, look, it's sound, there are appealing aspects to it. I'll mm-hmm. be honest about it. Mm-hmm. There's some real appealing aspects of just give it up. Sitting in the bed. Just laying get, in your bed. 
Give me a sandwich. Clean my bed sores. Right. There's something appealing to that. That's right. <laughs> something right? appealing Rigby. to someone cleaning your yeah, bed yes. sores? I'm not doing it. I don't know if that's yes. going to oh be appealing gosh. or not. Feed me and wipe me down. That's <laughs> all you need. That's right. Exactly. Just turn me so I don't get bed sores. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's not my problem. It's their yes, problem. Thank for not turning you. Me. <laughs> so there's something there. And I'm not necessarily opposed of going down oh, that road. Oh, golly. I'm not necessarily opposed to it. <laughs> but these three weeks yeah. will be the determining factor as All to right. whether I am craned <clears throat> into a hole. How, how are you looking at those next three weeks? I, how are you feeling? Okay, so let me tell, let's tell you what we have. Because there's, of course, dozens of Christmas events, Christmas parties. The, the, the most dangerous thing in the entire uh, time period, I will say, is Jeffy's cookie party. Uh, and I will say Jeffy, Jeffy will no, sit on the couch I, while Amber, his wife, no, has a cookie party. Yeah, that's her thing. In which mm-hmm. they, you make nonstop cookies, and then she makes like... Mac and cheese cupcakes. She has she has uh, a number of other things planned for this event this year, too. Right. I'm, so I'm, I'm I am, they're like it'd be like your loaf. It'd I'm be not, like your Worthington's. Wor- loaf. No. Should I bring a Worthington's? You no. want to have some? Or? Oh, do you have you do have the extra ones still the freezer, ones, right? right? I'd save that. I'd save That'd that, Stu. Save it for Christmas. <laughs> okay. Well, no, yeah, I have two. I got two. It. I got one for Christmas, one for Thanksgiving, <laughs> so I have an extra. Uh, bring it then, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, we'll bring, I'll bring it in it, for you. Take it to uh, the. The point being, though, I know that's a disaster. <laughs> I know I have probably two other days that are like Christmas parties or something mm-hmm. where I'll screw up. Mm-hmm. But so like, I need to be in the next twenty-one days. Like eighteen of them need to be at least strong, halfway decent. Because I yeah. mean, I am I'm going in the wrong direction. Okay? Uh, yeah. It's been a bad yeah. week. Oh, we need to turn this it's around been now. Bad couple years for me. Well, so. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard bad. to turn that around, though. I mean, is, once you yeah. start not caring, it is really hard to care again. Jeffy? It's hard. Right, Jeffy? It is You're with me on that. impossible to care again. <laughs> <laughs> what year did you, what was the 60s? What year did you stop caring? <laughs> you and Bernie I have, Sanders. I have, I have, I have started <sighs> and stopped caring so many times in my life. I know. I can't even count the times. And I think that's okay. Bottom line is. People try to act like, uh, we always make fun of this, like, well, what you need to do is cut 12 calories yeah. per day every, for every day for 41 years, <laughs> and by the end, you'll be almost close to good shape. That's, I'm not going to do that, okay? Mm-hmm. I need to be an extremist. It's the only way I'm going to get through this. Yes. I need this is really a cascading scale of calorie oh, yeah. uh, lowering? Is, oh, is oh, that a thing gosh, now? Well, yes. the, the, I, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but uh, like the on. typical way that yeah. diets work is like, let's say you're supposed to have 2,000 calories, and again... Fill in carbs or fill in, you know, macros or whatever the heck you think yes. is the thing. But, like, you, have, you normally would have 2,000 calories to keep your weight the same, have 1,800 calories, and over a long period of time, you will lose weight. You'll lose a pound every week or two. Yes. I mean, and, I have my Elvis, my oldest son, Mr. Nutritionist, Mr. Athletic Superstar. Yeah. Mr. I'll, I'll just lay you out a plan, Dad. Right. You know, you just follow the plan. Get out of my house. Yeah. Why are you even here? <laughs> That's what we can't do. Yeah. We, you don't look like this if you can follow plans. Yeah. Right? I mean, he knows that. Why is he trying to pawn that off of me? He knows that. So, like, the idea that you can make sensible changes that will improve you over life. The problem with a long period of time is the endurance factor I don't have. Like, I can go on these But things. that's the only way to lose weight and keep it off. Right? I, see, it's, I disagree with that. Your I disagree with that. Eating habits. I disagree with that. You what do. I think is, and obviously, you have to change your eating habits in some general fashion. Yeah. That's like saying, well, immigration reform would be right. good. Yes. Well, in theory, yes, it would be better if we could improve the system. However, what they propose as immigration reform sucks. Uh-huh. What I think is, 
you need to be an extremist and then realize that there are going to be time periods in which you do pack them on and take them off. Pack them on and take them off. If you can pack them on and take them off... That's unhealthy yes, for your body! Yo-yo diet is yeah. up and down. It's not good for you, Stu. I'm all about the yo-yo diet. Yeah. You know well, what? Because obviously all are. We all are. We've done it. But, I mean, I, I think it actually is uh, <laughs> effective in that, like... If you could, the problem with me is not the yo-yoing; it's the upward swing that never ends. Mm-hmm. That's what I—that's what I want to do. I realize that there are going to be days that I want to indulge and eat whatever I feel like. And again, this is an appropriate conversation. It's the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, those are your cheat there, days, so. Stu. Right, like the, exactly what they would call cheat days. Now, my cheat days are cheat weeks. Okay, they're going to be cheat weeks. Or I months, need to understand to minimize the damage on the way up. And then maximize mm-hmm. it on the way down with extremist policies, Castro-esque policies when it comes to dieting. That's mm-hmm. the only way I could do it. Because I realize a day of 1,800 calories is a miserable day. <clears throat> a day with 500 calories is also a miserable day. It's more miserable, but both days are miserable. Mm-hmm. They're both miserable. Yeah. So you might as well go as far as you can on the miserable days. And then when it comes into the happy days, be as happy as you can. Misery and happiness, next living together in conjunction. That's what we were looking for. That's that's our. Just utopia. like ebony and ivory. Thank you. They live on the piano keyboard, don't they? They do. Oh lord, they're actually not alive. Why? Why can't they're we? Not, they're, well, they're not Why? alive. Why? That's Why one of the reasons. Why? Why? Why can't we? And actually, we do pretty well, better than any society <laughs> in, in, in human history. That is really true. That is really <laughs> that's very that's very true. true. Yes. So, Jeff, your plan for the next three weeks <clears throat> to sum this up? Oh, I've, I mean, I. I'm going to eat. Jeez. Seriously, what do you like of the in the next 21 days? How many days are you going to eat like what normal human beings eat? Okay, a normal. I'm with you. It's got to be like 18. It has to be. It has to be. It has to. You're be. going for that. It has to that be. is your has to be. Let's I, all try for 18. This is a must. It 18 of 21. It's a good number for the show. It's a good number. Uh, 18. What it's is the, the show's number? So let's try. Let's try for 18. 18. That's it. That's yeah. not that hard. Right. That gives you three right. great days to eat whatever you want. Yes, and then, I like it. And then the rest of them we have to... In addition to everything she baked, my wife also brought home my favorite ice cream, perhaps of all time, Bluebell hot chocolate ice cream. Hot have chocolate had or milk chocolate? It's hot chocolate. It's a specialty thing they only do mm. every once in a while, where it's uh, their delicious milk chocolate, but it's got ribbons of marshmallow cream in mm. it. Plus chocolate chunks and uh, actual marshmallows that f- somehow don't freeze when you freeze the ice cream. It's an interesting process. So you got the softness of the marshmallow, then you have the marshmallow cream in there, and then the deliciousness of the chocolate. Is there some? Oh my God! Is there some reasonable oh explanation why we don't have that here right now? Well, I, I can uh, say this: we're um, trying to do one of the eighteen days. <laughs> well, what you guys are with me, I, I assume that that starts tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Hello. Hello. Yes. And then you have three days. Exactly right. Well, you Hello. can kick them off. Go right get some hot then. chocolate ice cream. We'll try it for spoons today. <laughs> oh, by the way, we should talk about this. I think today, Marissa, tell me in my ear if this is true. We're doing the uh, first of our venture. To the oh fair, the state fair, to try the crazy oh, is that fair today? foods. Okay. That is, yes, today. So watch the show today. We're going to have a special. That only took the- two months to edit? That's pretty good. 
<laughs> what? It was done <laughs> several what? weeks ago. We, okay. we delayed it till right. after the election, right. and then we were like, "Well, okay. we might as well do it after Thanksgiving." All right. So that is on that is on us. <laughs> Look at Stu sticking up for him. I know. Isn't it's that true. Great? We yeah, actually did do that. We had so. conversations about, "Wow, we're not going to start and do two no, of them and go on vacation." That is true. That is very true. But we don't. Oh, but do we know for a fact that we were, they were done. Fun, do we know for a fact that it was done? You get serious. What's that? Do we know for a fact that they were actually done with them? No, I have no idea if any of them are done. But supposedly they tell me one of them is going to air. Well, they're probably going to be really good now, now that we've made fun of them. No, yeah, they actually, oh, I, actually I did helps. see a clip of one happy. of them. And mm. it's funny, uh, as you would, exp- you would expect uh, us three idiots going to a fair, which is, it winds up being a little bit of tasting the food and uh, mostly making fun of the people with the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think good. you like it. Good. All right. Uh, the fact is, your current phone carrier uh, sucks. Frankly, they're mm-hmm. just using your money to undermine your beliefs. They're spending tens of millions of dollars. One company that uh, you probably haven't even heard of is spending $80 million on that kind of stuff. Yeah, $80 million. Uh, luckily, you have options. You have Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is uh, the way to get everything you'd expect from a phone company. Uh, is nationwide. it just local, though? Oh, no, you, nationwide. Is it nationwide? Yes, they have nationwide oh, wow. service, Pat. Wow. Uh, now they, what, 1G? No, it's actually uh, 1G, uh, high-speed 4G LTE data. MS, uh, it's competitive. G. No, it's uh, the prices are great, uh, lower than what you're paying now, and they donate up to five percent of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice. I like that. Mm-hmm. So you get the same quality service, and you get the latest, really wonderful phones that everybody has now, and they'll pay up to three hundred and fifty dollars in fees to switch you over if you're locked into one of those archaic stinking plans that they love so much. So get a phone company that supports the conservative values you believe in. How do you do that, Pat? You well, go you to, go to PatriotMobile.com. Really? Do you put a slash? slash blaze. Okay, yeah, you. I would. PatriotMobile.com slash blaze or call 877-367-7524. It's 877-367-7524. Do I need call a one in, in front of the I don't, I don't know. In front of the I, eight, I'm going to say seven, no. Seven? No? Just, okay. just call them. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. All right, so uh, the Clinton campaign has agreed to participate in the Wisconsin recount. Uh, Kellyanne Con- Conway just uh, laughed about that. They're a pack of sore losers, she said. She's right on that. Oh. And, of course, she's right. She is. It's a ridic- it is a ridiculous thing. And it, 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 the, the, the genesis of this is Jill Stein wanted to make a bunch of money for her political efforts. So she put out a thing, you know, because she obviously was on the ballot in these states. 
and can technically suggest a recount. And this is, of That's course... That's weird. When you get less than 1% of the vote, and you're not even close, what, what are you doing uh, demanding a recount? Well, it's obviously for Hillary Clinton. Um, yes. But Hillary doesn't want to do it because she will look like an idiot. So Jill Stein doesn't yes. care about looking like an idiot. Look, read her tweets. Read her tweet about uh, Fidel Castro. Uh, oh, what was that? Uh, like? Can you pull it up, Jeffy? I don't We can quote it here. It was just very praising, obviously. We'll give you the quote here in a minute. Uh, well, I mean, socialists hang together, don't yeah, they? She's obviously a crazy person. So, And she doesn't care you know, that, um, that, that people mock her efforts. And there's enough Democrats out there that are just pissed off. Just like very similar. To, I, I feel like this is the Kerry-Bush level um, sort of ridiculousness. In, in 2004, they also wanted a recount of Ohio. It was 150,000 votes, more votes than there were here. And they still wanted to recount. Every mm-hmm. time there's a moderately close election, they want to recount. Um, and, you know, the 500 votes, legitimate. When you have a 500-vote election in a state of the size of Florida, completely legitimate to ask for a recount, actually. Yeah. They, yeah. they were well within their rights to ask for it. The question is, of course, they asked for it. They didn't get the results they liked. And then they started saying selected, not elected. Um, well, but they, and, and when you count the votes 32 times. Yeah. And, and then you work. still say that. Well, that's just asinine. It's just now. asinine, obviously. It's embarrassing. But I, I actually now you're just hurting the country. I don't fault them for wanting a recount when it's one state and it comes down to that. You've won the popular vote. And you, but, but even if, even, I, if I they, even if they recounted Wisconsin and she wins it, so what? That yeah. does nothing. What's, what's kind of entertaining about the whole popular vote uh, situation was Bush won in 2004 the popular vote and the election. They were trying to overturn the electoral college, not the popular vote. He still would have, Kerry still would have lost the popular vote, if I remember yeah, correctly. I think so, yeah. Um, Bush won it by enough. Uh, but if he lost Ohio, he would have lost the electoral college. They wanted the exact result that Trump got this time. Again, there's no consistency here. And with the exception of... Uh, let they me, let never me, worry about their hypocrisy because they don't have to. Because the mainstream media doesn't call them on it. Yeah. Let, let, let's, so uh, it doesn't let, matter. And let's be, uh, let me do a little self-praise here for a moment. Except for shows like this one, who told you that if mm-hmm. uh, the Electoral College should stand beforehand, that Trump should not say he won't accept the Electoral uh, College results right. or the election results. We criticized Trump for it, and now we're criticizing the Democrats. Before the primary happened, we came out and we said, look, if the voters want Trump or the voters want Cruz, Trump can't be uh, you know, playing mm-hmm. with the results afterwards. Trump won the election. And we said we shouldn't have cruise people screwing with the vote after afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to, you know, you know, I don't think it's anything to, to, to be worthy necessarily of praise. It's basic human interaction. If you have a freaking opinion and there's a reason behind it, you don't switch it a week later. Now, and, and, and Trump, by the way, is just as guilty of this. He himself was saying he was going to do these things if he lost. Okay, first day back, the Trump bashing resumes. Okay, I get what's going on here. It's not Super Trump bashing. Here. It's just like, come up with an idea based on something and stick by it when the circumstances change a he week later. He doesn't. And he it's does, not just he, him. It's them. They're just as bad here. I know. And I, I know. I, we are critical Neither all the time of them. We should point out that he, in advance, Trump said he would do this mm. if he lost. Yeah. Um, he didn't say he was going to set now the he's world on fire. But she's doing it. And, she, and you know what? He's right to call out the hypocrisy, though he would have the same hypocrisy. Um, she, they are completely hypocritical on the left, and they, sh- and they should be called out for this. An easier way of doing this, I believe. And maybe there's no benefit in this anymore in our society. Maybe there isn't any upside to actually sticking by what you said. We said Trump was wrong for saying that he should come out and contest the election if he lost. And the Democrats are wrong for contesting the election when they lost. It's Mm -hmm. a ridiculous thing to do. 
You shouldn't be on both sides of this three weeks apart. You shouldn't be on both sides of this three weeks apart. And if you are, you have to ask yourself, what the hell am I doing? You know, why am I like this? Why am I like this? Why did I, when Trump came out and said, I'm not going to accept the election, there's fraud everywhere. Why did I give him a pass on that and I'm now critical of Democrats? Why? And the same thing with a reverse. If you were critical of Trump back then, why are you not critical of the Democrats now? You should be. You should be. Now, this is a long shot recount type of thing. And when I say it's a long shot, it's, it's a 0.01% chance. I mean, it's basically no chance. You don't overturn elections with 115,000 vote margins. It doesn't happen. Uh, you know, 500 vote margins, I mean, it didn't even happen with that. But, I mean, at least you had a chance of it with 500 votes. It's not, uh, uh, 100,000 votes is not going to happen. And then Trump, after winning the damn election, comes out and is now basically making the case for a recount by saying there's millions of fraudulent votes. Well, if that were true, even if you won, shouldn't you want a recount? I mean, he is making the case for a recount. Yeah. And I would assume the left is going to take him up on that. I mean, they're going to try to at least. They're doing Uh, it in Wisconsin, it looks like, for sure. Although there is apparently zero evidence, I mean, none has been put forth, um, in the claim that three million illegal aliens voted in the election. Um, They scoured at least a dozen, Snopes scoured a dozen uh, such articles for evidence to support the claim, found none. All of them pointed back to the same source, pair of tweets by someone named Greg Phillips. We talked about this on the radio show. Uh, Phillips offered no uh, evidence whatsoever. Uh, he didn't divulge his data and uh, bluntly refused to share any information with journalists, claiming it will be released in open forum to the American people. So we'll see what he has. Yeah, I mean, um, he has nothing. He's, he's got, got nothing. He's got nothing. He's I mean, got nothing. Just, just like all these people who, leading up to the election were saying Trump was going to win. I mean, remember, the people who were backing uh, Trump and are now taking credit for the victory and saying how smart they were by saying, like, oh, well, there's a lot more... Uh, you know, um, uh, Halloween costumes were being sold of, of Trump instead of Hillary. And that's, <laughs> you kind of remember, like, you know, all of this stuff was, all of these. That doesn't are, mean they like him. No. If you buy no. a costume of Donald Trump, you could be mocking yeah, him. I'm not for supporting ha- pedophilia and murder by buying a Freddy Krueger costume. Right. That's not, that's not how that works. It, would you, so you're saying you wouldn't vote for him for president? <laughs> no, I would not. Uh, you know, but, wow. you know, a lot of people toss that stuff wow. around. And because Trump won, you know, there's a lot there's a much more straight line to draw between the FBI uh, uh, Comey stuff than to uh, the Halloween costume argument. Um, but now they think that they can get away with this stuff all the time. And they probably can. I mean, to be honest, mm-hmm. to be honest with myself, and I don't know if maybe you already are here, but to be honest with you, you can say anything. And when you have the president of the United States. Uh, or major media sources backing it up, you can make it true. You can make it true that cops are shooting uh, black people in the streets over racism whenever they want, and you can make it true that there are 3 million uh, illegal votes. We don't have evidence on either side of those. I do believe there is voter fraud. I do believe that um, parties, particularly the Democratic Party, work hard to uh, allow people who shouldn't be able to vote to vote. That is true. There is no evidence, though, that there are 3 million enough votes to overturn the popular vote, which remember, we're talking about now two million votes or more uh, that Hillary has won by, uh, which is a big margin. It's, it's never before been seen. It's the biggest margin of a popular vote for a losing candidate in history by an incredibly large margin. It's not even close. Uh, so 
for that to overcome, you have even if it was three million votes, likely there actually would not be enough votes for Hillary Clinton to lose the popular vote anyway. Yeah. Because they, you know, as Donald Trump will tell you, he wins a lot of votes of Hispanic votes and the blacks and and all of these things. He actually, you know, he won something like twenty nine percent, I think, with electoral votes uh, with the Latino vote. Uh, the uh, elect, uh, the uh, exit polls showed twenty nine percent, which is probably not right. Some of the uh, uh, auditing of that afterwards shows that that's probably inflated. But he would get some of those votes, and she'd have to win almost all of them uh, to overturn that margin. Mm-hmm. Um, because if she won say 66% of them, which would be, you know, a rational number you might believe, she'd win 2 million, he would win 2 million to 1 million and still lose the popular vote by a million. So, I mean, and there's no reason to believe the uh, illegal votes would even go and swing the election uh, if there were 3 million illegal votes. Well, he says in his tweet, and we, we, have, a, we have the tweet up here, uh, in addition to winning the Electoral College in a landslide, that's not it was not a landslide. I won the popular vote if you deduct the millions of people who voted illegally. Well, he said it in a tweet, so it's got to be true. Right. So there right? aren't. I mean, mm-hmm. look at that tweet. He didn't win the Electoral College in a landslide. He no. won in th- three close. States. I mean, none of it's true. None of it's true. There aren't three million illegal votes. Um, and it probably even if there were three million illegal votes, it probably would not overturn the elector- the uh, popular vote count. I mean, it would be almost impossible. She'd have to win, I don't know the, the exact amount, but it would have to be upwards of 80 or 90 percent, which is not impossible. And that's what he's assuming, is that he's just all, assuming that, which is not all true. illegal aliens would vote for her. Right. Because they're afraid of him or whatever. But I mean, I again, there were probably, uh, you know, I mean, it's not impossible. Uh, you know, certainly the Latino vote, he did, you know, it's very unlikely. Zero percent. Yeah. I mean, if he maybe if he lost 90 to 10, it would be possible that it would overturn. But again, uh, I mean, conveniently, it's the exact amount needed, right? Like, she, he lost by 2 million, and there were 3 million illegal votes. And there's no evidence to pick this number except just picking it out of a tweet. There's no reason to believe it. It's incredible how often this kind of stuff happens with him. But, and it works on the left, too. It works on the left, too. The same stuff that's happening with, with the ridiculous, uh, well, there's a discrepancy between uh, digital and, and paper ballots, which is not true. Um, when you when you when you look at the evidence deeper, um, the, the the same people who are doing, they're just as bad. The, the Bernie Sanders supporters were saying that Bernie beat Hillary in the primary. It wasn't true. People can just this is the problem with with uh, society right now. And when it comes to this fake news thing that everyone is talking about, it's just people are just too willing to believe their own side. And, and you know, I, I'll give, let me give you an example from the other side of real credit, real credit. I mean this sincerely. David freaking Axelrod. David Axelrod is a guy who I wouldn't trust for a second uh, as, as w- when he was in Obama, Obama's administration. He worked hard to get him elected. I agree with every one of his policies. I mean, at least 99% of them. I think he's, a really, he's really wrong. But he came out when people were criticizing um, uh, Trump for not naming uh, officials quickly enough. He came out and said, hey, wait a minute. We hadn't named any officials by now, and nobody criticized us. Not good for him. I mean, wow. That is what we need. We need more of that. And again, yeah. I know I can't believe I'm citing David Axelrod, but I mean, it's true, and he deserves credit yeah, for it. Yeah, he does. Because most the of them easiest, don't do that. The easiest thing in the world is to not say anything about that. Yeah, to just I mean, sit nuts. back and let them beat up. Instead, he comes out and, and makes a statement about it publicly. That that is something that should be admired. We need more people doing things like that. He can come back and be critical of every one of Trump's policies. That's totally okay. But when there's things like that where you can come out and, and you really believe that, that 
the person's getting beat up in the media for, for, for the wrong reasons and there, there's lies going on, calling it out on your own side is where it's vital. Anyone could come out and criticize the other side. That's easy. To criticize your own size, side is what, is what we really need. And Axelrod had an example of that, and he deserves to be praised for it. Yeah, and we have. So put that in your pipe yeah. and smoke it. Yes, yeah. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu. <laughs> uh, what are you sleeping on every night? Like a bed of nails or, you know, something scratchy? Um, <laughs> Either we, a bed of nails or something, or something scratchy. scratchy. Those two extremes. Yeah, those are, those are the two uh, The two options. possibilities. Uh, what, we, what we sleep on now. Are these fantastic sheets from Bull and Branch? And it comes and comes in this really attractive box that I'm trying to display in a way yeah, in which you can tilt it down a little bit. Yeah, you can see tilt like, there, like there that, you go. right? There yeah, you uh, can see it. Uh, look there at that! Look at look that look attractive that. box with the bow in the front, and then you unwrap it, and it looks like this. It's really a nice package. But what's even better is when you feel them. And you put them on the bed, mm-hmm. and then you luxuriate. You luxuriate in your bed every night. Yeah, for, with these sheets, it's really nice. They, uh, you know, look, you spend a third of your life, and I know a third of your life in bed. Yeah, a third of your life. Why not pamper how, yourself? How, how often uh, are you in your car? You're, you're in your car for an hour a day, two hours a day, three hours a day, eight hours a night. You're in your bed mm-hmm. if you're lucky. If you're seven, lucky. maybe six, yeah. but still, it's a long, maybe four, it's a big chunk. If you're us, a, but <laughs> still, it's more than the car. It's a big chunk, and I will say there is. I mean, it's not all positives with Bull and Branch. We try to be honest with you. Uh, you know, it looks like donuts, and then you open it up, and there's no donuts in there. Uh, and that, that that just happened to me, and it was terrible. Oh, uh, you thought it was a donut? box? I thought it was a donut box. Oh, that is okay. Well, um, it's yeah, you can't nicer. eat these sheets, no. even though they are organic. Yes, um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> comes from organic cotton, uh, but you don't eat it. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, no I'm pesticides. Sorry. as well. So you're not going to be eating the donuts with pesticides or the sheets with pesticides. Right. Uh, but seriously, make your bed a better place. We have a, uh, Christmas coming up. You want to have a nice present. You know, we want to talk about a perfect present if you happen to have kids uh, that are on the age where they might be getting their first apartment. They're not going to spend. Uh, they're going to. They're going to be. They're going to have the the you know cardboard the scratchy sheets. sheets. They're going to have the, the bed of nails. Sheets. They're going to try to get through. Yeah. Get them something really nice. So their first home, their first uh, apartment is one that they can enjoy sleeping in. Uh, Bowl and Branch does this. They do it with way less than normal uh, expensive sheets can be. You pay like $1,000 for comparable sheets. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. Way, way cheaper than that. And they'll let you sleep on them for 30 nights. Shipping is free. If you're com- not completely in love, send them back for a full refund. A great wedding present, great Christmas present. Go to mm-hmm. bowlandbranch.com. Use promo code BLAZE to save 50 bucks off your first set of sheets. It's B-O-L-L and branch.com. Bowlandbranch.com. Promo code BLAZE. Stu, uh, Fidel Castro, still dead. Oh, my gosh. Still really? dead at the age of we've 90. Lo- we've lost him? We lost him. Yeah, we lost him. And he, he, he's still lost. Uh, in underground. Dead. They lost him. I'm not that sad about it. Uh, you know, maybe I should be. Um, but uh, he killed a lot of people, imprisoned a lot more, and uh, drove about 20% of his population away from the island. And he was a symbol of the struggle for justice in the shadow of empire. Oh, yeah, I I forgot that part. The shadow of empire, the imperial uh, evil uh, giant that has the Death Star. Uh, But that's the uh, the, uh, Jill Stein. Stein. Say it again. 
Jeez. was a symbol of the struggle for justice in the shadow of empire. Justice Presente. my ass. How in the hell do you get away with that statement? <laughs> he is a symbol of justice? The guy who imprisoned thousands of people, murdered thousands of people in a country of 11 million. Uh, the, the ratio has to be astronomical here. Yeah. I, I, I'd love to... You know, get Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz on on what the percentage of his population he imprisoned or killed. Uh, it'd be interesting yeah, yeah, to compare him to a like a Pol bring Pot. Too, if we uh, another option would be Umberto Fantova. He has been on the show before, um, and a guy who knows Cuba more than anybody. Uh, and he he's ta- he's been he was on Wonderful World too, not too long when when Obama went down and met with the Castros. And he was very pissed off. That. He's a great guest too. We should bring him on this week uh, because. Yeah, I mean, he has the numbers. I mean, he, you know, oh, I'd love to. I'd love to talk to him. And he had the percentage. He was one. Of, the thing he told me uh, last time he was on was, in comparison, percentage-wise, his crimes are arguably as bad as Nazis, Soviets, all all the worst of the worst, um, because he because the population is so much smaller. Yeah, the population was right? so much smaller. I mean, did he kill six million people? No, no. but that would have been over half his pop. That would have been sixty percent of the population. Right. Exactly. So no, he didn't kill six million people. But if he killed hundreds of thousands, that's a percentage that yeah, right. is completely out of whack for for. Yeah, I can't uh, remember the exact stat. We'll have to get him on and, and yeah, ask him. I'd I'd love um, to know. I'd it, love to know what that is. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty despicable, um, <laughs> really. When you think about it, so, someone had brought up uh, the idea, and I, I have not looked into this uh, fully, uh, but it was something. We just write a quick story on it that Costa Rica um, did a lot of the things that get praised in uh, in. Cuba, like uh, universal health care for everybody. Um, and again, like, you know, I think these things are bad. Um, uh, but then also, like, you know, uh, uh, built up their education system. Yeah. But they did it without all the murder, with all the communism, right? They did, um, what, 90% of the murder? Uh, no, n- none of the murder. Well, I mean, maybe some of the murder, but, you know, it's, it's a... I don't it's, think it's they a, did. Maybe not. I, I don't think they did. Uh, and, you know, it might be a socialist re- regime, and right. obviously it is, but it doesn't have to be uh, a killing regime. But, like, if you had the two choices, which one would you praise? If you're if you're a liberal, Costa Rica. shouldn't you say, you know what? Look at Costa Rica. Right. Yes, yes. Castro's a nightmare, and he's did terrible things and murdered a lot of people. But Costa Rica did a lot of good things for their I people you, without I'll, that. I'll bet, and we do not like this guy. He's gone too. But Hugo Chavez wasn't probably as bad a guy as Fidel Castro. Oh yeah, I don't think so. I, I think he, you're right. he didn't do the mass murder that this guy did. I mean, he was a horrible, 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 horrible person. guy. I mean, you know, when you're talking about oppressive, yeah. Castro, not a Castro, right? And and again, those two guys though, who are horrible, horrible, oppressive guys, they get the praise from the left. Yeah, and they don't sit back and say, you know, who else? Actually, no, those guys are bad. What about Costa Rica? You know, why not point to them? Um, and you know, like I'm sure they have their problems. So I mean, look at Latin American countries uh, throughout the last couple of decades have had many problems. But Costa Rica is one. What do you being, mean? What kind of problems have they had? Uh, I thought like they were Shangri Laws. Some, uh, some kidnapping issues, some uh, huh. cr- criminal enterprises. Have but everybody's free and happy, though, right? Yeah, of everybody's course, free of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, that happens everywhere. And free health care. I mean, but the health care is far superior to ours. Of course, right? everywhere. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, you know, when I had, to, I, I, I had uh, uh, a health issue recently, uh, shingles, and I had to wait. 18 months to get any treatment. <laughs> Pat, that's not true. You got a treatment immediately. Okay, it was about eight minutes. It's about eight minutes, mm-hmm. and it pissed me off. <laughs> That's right, how we well, are in America. Uh, yeah. Because our system is so good 
that you can go somewhere in eight minutes and, and receive great treatment, mm-hmm. and, and you're on the way to recovery. In places like Cuba, I, I just saw a report on this where people wait and wait. People die waiting. Um, the health care that they show the media from, uh, like, Michael Moore is completely different from the health care that the rank-and-file citizen receives. Of course. It's completely different. And it's, 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 the, it's the haves versus the have-nots. And I, I don't know where people get off thinking that communism is some great equalizer of people, because it isn't. I mean, that's one of the things that's been most consistent at avoiding, is equality. Yeah. I mean, really, every communist regime has... has I mean, everybody's equally miserable, except for those at the top. Except for the top, yeah. And they got the life. You talk about income inequality. What was the inequality between Castro and his people? Oh, yeah. I mean, even today's China, which has at least added some um, levels of capitalism and trade over the past... Uh, you know, several uh, years and has improved these numbers recently. But even their income inequality is worse than ours. Um, you know, India, their income inequality is worse than ours. Um, these things are, the income inequality is not solved by communism. It's always made worse by it. And, and income inequality, I, you know, my son was just asking me about this over the weekend because he's, you know, getting pounded by some professor at school. And it's, uh, it's... I mean, it drives me out of my mind Mm because it's supposedly a conservative school. Mm -hmm. And yet Mm -hmm. his professor is pounding him on this income inequality. And I I said, Sean, ask him, ask him what what difference does it make? How how does that hurt you? Bill Gates makes, you know, is worth $72 billion. How does that hurt me? How does that that hurt you? Of course, helped you. It's helped you. It's helped you. Bill Gates has created 11,000 millionaires. 11 thousand millionaires and created a hundred thousand jobs i mean are you that's kidding just the me? direct effects i mean that's just direct just the computing that he's created right. helped other businesses and just everyone's you know individual so lives. i'm glad that bill gates has 72 billion dollars good for him good it hasn't affected me one iota Except to employ people around me. And then what else has he done? Again, I don't agree with every one of his charitable um, causes. However, m- some of them oh are gosh, unquestionably huge. positive. Yeah. And, and, and right. for many of the liberals who complain about it, they're almost all positive. Right. Um, as far as the money, he's donated billions of his own dollars. It's his money. He can do with what he wants. Exactly. So explain to me how that hurts anybody. I, and nobody ever has. No. All they do is, come in equality. Pie. Come in equality. We're not a pie. We're an ocean. I believe at some point we've either you've made too much money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what they Thank said. Thank you, Barack. Uh, and it's really it's disconcerting. Someone, I was just reading an article, which was generally speaking a good um, a good uh, article about about the effects of the economy and and, and how things uh, change and and how um, uh, you know it, I think it was about minimum wage where you're talking about how these jobs are all getting automated and all these things. And, hey, this is going to happen to you guys if you keep complaining for this $15 minimum wage. It was that take. But in there was a sentence like, look, we obviously know that America has an income inequality problem. No, we don't obviously no, know it. We no, don't we, know don't. That. we don't. No, we don't. Many of us do not know that. These are the sorts of things that just turn into phrases that everyone yeah. believes. Yep. You know, uh, uh, yep. Just speak it until it becomes uh, true. Exactly. It becomes a cliche. We, yes, we have an income inequality problem. And yeah. then it's used to... Uh, dismantle any argument against it. I mean, it, it's very similar to the premise of Jonah Goldberg's last book, which was called The Tyranny of Clichés, where it's like you just end arguments with these little phrases. They become things like, oh, we, we have a huge income inequality problem. And then it's just true. 
Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> no, it's not true. Just because you say it all the time does not make it true. That's another thing they argued was this uh, monopoly thing. And I said, as, as long as it's not government-involved monopoly, you know, yeah. a business has risen to a place where everybody's coming to them for their product. Why is that a bad thing? Yeah. Eventually, someone will cut into their market share. Mm -hmm. Just like years ago, Microsoft was so huge. Everybody was, Monopoly! Monopoly! They're an 85% share! Monopoly! Monopoly! And Europe threatened to break them up into four pieces. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Is What's Microsoft happened? a monopoly anymore? No, They're no. getting their ass kicked by Apple. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they came up with better products that people wanted. Yeah. Uh, solved. Monopoly solved. That's what capitalism does. Right. And, and, and the premise behind the monopoly idea is that it's not just that they're a monopoly. No one cares if they're a monopoly. The premise, the hidden push behind avoiding monopolies is that they're going to abuse those monopolies once they get them. Yeah. So, you know, what used to get well, this all you the time. You'll have to pay a thousand dollars for your uh, a loaf of bread if we have a monopoly exactly. on food. Right, exactly. They're talking about this with Uber and Lyft now. Because um, Uber yes. and Lyft are talking about merging, or they have merged, I don't remember. Um, and someone was saying, well, I was talking to a friend of mine who's generally a conservative guy. And he's like, yeah, but you can't have them merge because then there'll be no competition. And it's like, wait a minute. First of all, any schlub can do what Uber or Lyft did. Right. As far, the technology is out there now. Schlubs did yeah, and in Uber fact, there are, and Lyft. Exactly. Schlubs did that. <laughs> and they are, there, are other, there are tons of other services that do similar things uh -huh. to Uber There's and Lyft. A lot of them. They're just not as popular because right. Uber and Lyft have become the name brands. But if Uber and Lyft combine and become Uber Lyft and then start abusing their monopoly, People will go to the other apps, and those will grow. Exactly, and right. drivers will go to those apps, so and what's that the will problem? solve itself. Um, even though, you know, and, and I don't think there's any problem. They did this with Sirius XM. Oh, you're only going to have one. Um, uh, you're only going to have one satellite radio company. What a terrible thing. Well, you know what happened? Your, the internet. Your, your, you, you know <laughs> yeah. what'll happen is when you get satellite radio, it'll be ten thousand dollars to right. buy it. Yeah. And it, first of all, I think the price went down. I mean, it's yes. and what is it, more eleven dollars? Because then they got all the sports leagues in one place. <laughs> yes. It's a better service now than it was. Yeah. Not to mention they're more stable as a company. They're more stable as a company. Not to mention you also now have uh, the opportunity to go to the internet, which is now getting into cars like crazy, and you can now stream a zillion other competitors to SiriusXM. Right. Uh, it, it, it's these concerns. Like I, I think you can have an argument. With things um, uh, that are vital to humanity, right? Like mm -hmm. if someone and I, I, I the satellite radio is, is not one of those. No, it, first of all, the, and neither any is Uber. Any of the luxury items is a complete, can be complete waste of time to talk about. Yeah, but I mean, when you get to the point of of you know certain, I don't know, like a medication or something, you can have an argument about it, but still. Almost always, it's a BS argument. Yeah. It still winds up always, almost always being uh, crazy. I know we're too late. We got to take a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the number. We'll be back in a second. Too. Pat was just making a great point about the days of the Microsoft monopoly talk. Where, oh, I mean, it's all geez. gone. I mean, now uh, gone. Google and iOS uh, own the whole phone, uh, you know, I, the operating system. Uh, Apple right. does a great job with the computers now. 
Um, you know, it's so funny. Like, does anyone talk about them being a monopoly anymore? No. Google, Not when your market even, share goes from 80 to 18 or whatever yeah, it is. Google didn't even exist when they were having these conversations. And right. now it's dominating them. So, do we know anything more um, than we knew earlier? Since they're having this press conference, uh, there's an Ohio State University news conference going on right now. Um, we've heard that it wasn't a shooting; it was a stabbing. Is it is it that, or is it both? I think it might be both. Uh, so I, I don't know. We'll, we'll watch this uh, and, and kind of keep you updated. It's just kind of happening as we speak. Uh, and Jesse Still will. pretty sketchy information. Yeah, it is. And according to this, 10 people were taken to the hospital, uh, one in critical condition, after an attack involving a car and a knife. So the, one of the, so the car thing is, is uh, confirmed now. One of the things that they had early on reported, and we didn't have confirmation, so we didn't bring it to you, that a car jumped a curb and tried to drive into traffic, or tried to drive into a, um, a crowd of people. Is this um, Islamic then? Is this Islamic terror? It's similar to that attack. People are going to yeah, you know, think sounds, about it. sounds like it. And that was one of the worst. I mean, that was a really, that was uh, obviously. Well, they mowed, he, there was a one guy who mowed down, was it 80 people? Yeah, 82 like people that. in France? Yeah, yeah. but so um, horrific. So what we're seeing now is, he, the, so the suspect mm. dead, started, started stabbing people afterwards. Um, Ten people to the hospital, one in critical condition. Right. We don't have any bystanders dead yet that we've heard. Is that correct, Jeffy? Not just the, the suspect. Yeah, just dead. the suspect. So that's obviously, um, you know, in a sea of negative, a, a positive. You can certainly pull out of that. Um, but uh, we'll continue to follow it as they as they have these uh, developments are announced uh, in the press conference. That is happening in now. this particular case. Witnesses said two people jumped out of the vehicle. Um, a, a vehicle ran into a chemical engineering building. Witnesses said two people jumped out of the vehicle, one with a gun, the other with a knife. Or uh, uh, it was also called a machete. Uh, so the fire alarm, fire alarm was pulled in Watts Hall, and when everyone went outside, a car was waiting for them, and it plowed into a bunch of them. Uh, they say most of the injuries are not life-threatening, uh, so that's really good news. Yeah. Some wow. students were stabbed, others injured by the car. It, it, apparently, no, nobody, at least in this report, doesn't say anything about anybody being shot. Yeah, it's weird a weird situation. Circus. So, you know, the early reports, of course, said they heard gunshots. So, uh, you know, who knows? We'll figure this out as we go. Yeah. Um, taking on things that are uh, slightly less serious, uh, we, uh, we just came off of a turkey genocide, um, as you know. Uh, mm-hmm. A sad turkey genocide that happens every single year. Um, however, should we be advocating for other bird genocides? Like what? Uh, geese. Geese? In, uh, should there why? be a geese genocide? Uh, well, this is the question I asked Rich Cromwell. He's from the Federalist, and I saw this story a, a little while ago, and I'm like, I gotta talk to this guy because this is the 
most bizarre case I've ever heard in my life. The title of the article is, Geese are the worst animals on the planet and we should end them. <laughs> Rich nice. Cromwell lays out his case. I think he's pretty convincing. All right, good. Watch. They're arrogant. They're sneaky. They're prone to volatile outbursts. They're ugly. They cackle incessantly. They defecate where they eat. Now, I'm not talking about Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. I'm talking about the most hated non-human creatures on Earth. Geese. Here to explain why geese are the worst animals on the planet is senior contributor to The Federalist, Rich Cromwell. Rich, welcome. Hello, thanks for having me, Stu. This is a very important issue uh, you've come across here, and I don't think many people have really given it the deep thought that you have. Uh, Why are geese the worst animals on the planet? They have no redeeming qualities whatsoever. (laughs) There There are other bad animals on the planet, Panda bears, for example. But at least pandas are cute. Mm-hmm. And uh, given their diet, they would probably taste pretty good if we would ever lighten up and eat a panda bear. All that bamboo, it's got to be tender. But geese, they, like you said, they, they defecate wherever, and it destroys the ground beneath them where they do so. They're aggressive. Uh, they're like panhandlers. You go to the park or whatever, they just mob you and your kids. They're big. They're ugly. They're... There's, there's just nothing redeeming about <laughs> this is because uh, I you you write in your article and it's 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 an important read. I think important for society to really digest and take time with it. It's not a, it's not something you want to read flippantly on your phone. I think it's one of those you, you sit down in your office, you get a glass of bourbon, you, you light a cigar and you really ingest this article. Uh, but you hit on something that I believe is a, is a, a terrible, terrible creature, which are snakes. And I've long advocated for the murder of all uh, snakes on Earth. But you're even elevating snakes above uh, geese. I mean, this is a this is a tough this is a tough step for me. Snakes, they, they eat other rodents. So, you know, rats, mice, cicadas, whatever. Snakes will take those things out. And that, you know, even if you don't want to be around, you don't want to interact with the snake, you don't like seeing them in your yard. They will dispense with some other things you want to see even less. Geese don't provide any such service. Geese, a goose, sees a rat. A goose is okay with that. That's his brother. That's his, you know, they're, they're, they're spiritually related. So that's why I have to give snakes more credit than I would give a goose. <laughs> uh, so tell me about some of your personal encounters with uh, w- w- Satan's fowl. <laughs> So where I live, there are a lot of geese, and people get very uh, queasy about doing things that would actually get rid of the geese. So there are always these, you know, ideas about dogs and this and that, when the actual solution is to to kill them. And so we have all these geese, and there's a lot of... (laughs) a lot of lakes around with walking trails and things like that. And so when my hate really crystallized, it was a couple of years ago, I was actually unemployed at the time. I'd been downsized. I took my two, my middle daughter and my youngest daughter to go to this walking trail. And the the baby or the toddler was going to ride around in the stroller while the middle daughter rode her bike. But as soon as we get out of the car, these geese who have been trained to attack small children by grandparents who don't understand where the path of good intentions leads, they see these children and they assume that they're just, they're covered with bread and they, <laughs> they, they attack my children and just freak them out. 
mm-hmm. and completely ruin our trip. And it was at that moment that it was just like, dude, I'm done with these things. They serve no purpose. They're also ducks around. Ducks are more attractive. They're not as aggressive. If you want to feed bird to a, a waterfowl, you've got ducks. Geese, <laughs> just go away. And we, you know, we do. There's a lot of duck hunting that goes on here in this country. It doesn't seem to be that much geese hunting going on. Supposedly, they're not a good bird, especially the the Canada goose. There are geese that people do eat, but this is my main beef is with Canada geese, and uh, they uh, supposedly they're a very grimy, greasy animal that you don't want to eat. So they don't serve that purpose. Whereas duck is delicious, <laughs> and so and so that's where uh, that's another thing. They're not even a food source. Mm, it's very very tragic. Uh, and you go into depth in the article of talking about um, uh, how we actually brought geese back from the endangered list. Is this yet another failure of environmentalism? I would say so. It was an early failure. I researched this to, to make sure I was accurate. And back in the olden days, the olden, olden days, these things were actually hunted to the brink of extinction. And what I suspect is there was a time when we didn't have trade and commerce and the ability to get edible food from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if there were Canada geese available, people would eat them. People also used to eat possums and muskrats and all other sorts of things that we would eat today. And so they hunted them to the brink of extinction and then someone thought it would be a bad were they to vanish from the face of the earth instead of realizing that it would be a wonderful thing. And so they stopped hunting and they protected them. And now they're (laughs) haunting golf courses, lakes. There's real disappointment in your voice as you describe them coming back from the brink of extinction. It's it's not a popular position (laughs) to advocate for the extinction of an animal. And normally I I wouldn't. I, I believe in being, you know, taking care of the world around us. But for the goose... I have to make an exception Mm. and say that they need to be extinct. Um, You refer to geese as winged sky trash, um, entitled jerks, uh, and you compare compare them, as you mentioned, to panhandlers. Uh, Are you... Uh, I don't know, neutral enough to really uh, uh, make this case? Because I think some people would say you might be a tad biased. I'm definitely a lot biased, but I I didn't come into it from a position of bias. Mm -hmm. I reached this position after experience and careful thought. And while I am biased about the need to destroy all geese, it wasn't a position that I started at that conclusion. It was a conclusion I arrived at once I realized there's really no other option. (laughs) You uh, want to turn this into something positive, if I may quote from your article. Geese are horrible, and the time for tolerance has long passed. We are fractured as a nation, as communities, within our political parties. The space program no longer animates us. There is no Cold War to unite us around a shared purpose. We can come together again, though, and lift our voices in opposition to flying sky garbage. This, these are the, I mean, if, uh, you know, one of the candidates would have made this speech during the campaign, I think they would have sailed to victory. You know, there was a, a point where one of them was, it, uh, I don't remember, was it Palenti? Somebody got baited into saying that they were going to build a wall on the, the Canada border, or they were open right. to the idea. Mm-hmm. 
And it was like, yes, here it is. Here's my candy. <laughs> and then it turned out to be a, a, a you know, a, a, a misspeak. Oh, but wow. uh, in writing this, the amount of positive feedback I've received from both sides <laughs> of the aisle has been incredible. You know, hardcore lefty friends, hardcore friends on the right, people in the middle. It's an area where there's very little disagreement except for the people who wrote to the Federalist and demanded I be fired or people who found my Facebook page and suggested I kill myself. So it was universal praise except for the people who did not praise you. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay. <laughs> Rich Cromwell from the Federalist. Uh, if all geese disappear, we're coming to you. Uh, and we're going to know it was you. And we will, of course, thank you for that. It's a service that I will provide to the nation. And no thanks are necessary. Wow. wow. Gracious. Uh, I, Gracious. I will say, they're mean. Yes. Geese are mean. Yeah, you know. I think That's just a fact of life. He's kind of onto something there. He is. And I, I don't know why, uh, you know, a life form that can fly would be as pissed as they are all yeah. the time. Because you can go and move you them. And go go, where, you go where you're happy then if you don't like it here. Get out. Go fly somewhere else. But they're jerky. They're just, they're, they're not polite. They're not nice. They're... It's because people are shooting at them all the time. Is that what it is? Yeah, they're pissed. Yeah, maybe. I think he was saying too. In my neighborhood, they, they didn't have to dodge that many bullets, though. No? And they were still mean. Even the mean streets of your neighborhood? E- even the mean streets of my neighborhood, where uh, they would attack you if you came up. Oh, look at the kookies. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> And they're snapping at you and running at you. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, kind of scary when you got the kids around. <laughs> I was actually <laughs> hey, a big bird. Uh huh. Yeah. You remember uh-huh. me? I was at a, uh, a little Christmas festival over the weekend, and they had a uh, a, a petting zoo uh, for the kids. So kids are in there, and I'm, I'm <laughs> look over and I see this like I don't know. It looks like a half donkey, half tiny horse thing that they had in there. I don't know what the hell it was. <laughs> half donkey. Don't half even, tiny don't, horse don't, thing. Don't even start with me. Don't. <laughs> and uh, this boy. thing got a little pissy. Was walking around. There's like 40 kids in this little, you know. And he gets a little cranky. He starts kicking the kick No, the started out biting pe- kids' legs. Oh, there you go. What? Yeah, started biting kids' legs. And uh, Did it, it was turning know. around, getting there, trying to get their legs or yeah, what? Like was walking by him and like one kid actually got, tried to bite Zach's leg, which Zach, uh, <laughs> well, luckily enough, uh, escaped the uh, the bite and then uh, some other kid got it and I, I don't think it was like a oh god she's lost Just her Achilles hip. tendon yeah. but it was right. um, you know a little Still though. I, I think for that what might have even been a little skin break and she was freaking out the I poor bet. kid I mean that's terrifying did the owner start bashing that horse in the head? You could get a serious lawsuit yeah. just from that. Now, I'm sure they, you know, the if they're doing age. this all the time, because the same people I've noticed <laughs> the last few years have been here doing the petting zoo. So <laughs> hmm. uh, they probably have all the, you'd think, have they, all the, they have the, the insurance the and, business. and Men- like disclaimers all, qual- all, all covered. But yeah. uh, Weird. Yeah. I was, uh, Is it like a Shetland, po- Shetland maybe? pony yeah, kind of thing? I don't know. Uh, remember when we were in Israel? Uh, Jeffy and we went. We took the camel ride from the guy <laughs> on the like, side of the road. And he I, like charged five dollars or whatever yeah, to ride the, the camel. Those were kind of mean too. Oh, that camel. That camel. Were, of course, you were trying to get on one, that and one they camel hated didn't me. want that to happen. The camel like, did not get want... off me, you fat slob. He didn't I think even it want were, me. He saw me walking, exact words. I, he saw me walking up to him and started. <laughs> it's like yapping. that. That guy's not getting on me. No, <laughs> no. And he started spitting tobacco at him. Yeah, look at that camel did not yeah, like he me. Was at all. He was chewing tobacco. It's weird. Nothing to do with me riding him. <laughs> was there someone who did like you? No, 
Okay. No. So you want to take but, my money. But he thought the camel would be different. And the camel okay. was no different. So there's not a, there's not a distinction as to whether how Jeffy was treated. No. It just is one particular no. example right. of it. Right. I think that's the case. Okay, good. I think. But one thing I'm very certain about. I'm not certain about that, but I am certain that uh, you know, there's some changes coming in. There's something brewing. And it might be you know, it might be something wondrous and wonderful. Maybe magic fairies will sprinkle pixie dust all over the nation. And and bomber jet planes will turn to butterflies mm. above us. Yeah. Uh, it might be wonderful like that. Or, on the other hand, mm, maybe not. Maybe a monetary crash. You know, there's a, a huge protest breaking out in India over the topics we talked about before our vacation. I'd be pissed. Yeah. You can only take, what is it, $36 a day out of the ATM? $36 a day. They got rid of everything under, like, a $7 bill. The equivalent of, an, of a U.S. $7 bill. So it'd be like, okay, the highest denomination of money we have is a $5 bill. Can you imagine going to the store and paying cash for something that costs $1,500 with $5 bills? Yeah. No. And not to mention, Pat, it's obviously stupid to have a $7 bill. I mean, well, it's not obviously. A round and that's why India is India. And we're exceptional. <laughs> Idiots. Uh, show so stupid. Oh, golly. Uh, so as we kind of uh, transition here to new government, uh, new threats, new uh, problems mm-hmm. potentially, uh, you might as well prepare yourself uh, and take a step towards self-reliance. I would. Well, I, I did. Yeah, In have- fact, I recently took advantage of their incredible year-long offer and, and did that. But you, if you want to do something... The shorter term, you can do that, too. And that's where my Patriot Supply comes in, because it can take care of you long term. Like if you want a year for you and your whole family, they'll do that. Or you could just get a four week supply of easy to prepare food for ninety nine dollars. Talk about affordable. Talk about something that seriously, you can spend that on dinner with you and your wife or husband in one evening easily Uh, without drinks. You could spend that much. And this will take care of you for an entire month. Why an not? Entire month. I kind of consider this as like the, the medium-term plan. You can yeah. go to a year, you can go long-term. You can get the 72-hour kit for your short-term needs. You know, if there's a quick thing, you just survive a couple of days. Mm-hmm. This is a good medium-term plan. It's going to take care of your family for a month, and it's going to take a lot of threats off the table. And the food tastes great, uh, which, is, which is great as well. Yeah, it, it, we, we don't make a big, big enough deal out of that, probably, because yeah. everybody thinks, well, if you're hungry enough, you'll eat anything. Yeah, and that's probably true. But it doesn't have to be like that. You know, you don't have to pick up a, a wad of barley and jam it in your mouth and think, oh, OK, well, I got to eat it. Uh, this is delicious. I mean, it really tastes good and it's really easy to prepare. So call them. Yeah, I had a salad yesterday, Pat. A salad. It was just like shoving barley in your mouth. I was, as I was eating it, I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, you don't myself? have to. Like, it's, just, have it's to. just terrible. Like, why am I right. eating this? And we haven't it's even a bunch had a disaster leaves. yet. And you're eating salad? That's dumb. Stupid. Don't do it. 888-411-5290. I should have broken into my, my stash. Yeah, really my should. Supply. Yeah. Or at preparewiththeblaze.com. It's preparewiththeblaze.com. Do it now. The experts at web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. 
If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. It's patents too. It's uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year, uh, don't you agree? Uh, yes. There's uh, much jingle belling and hearts. I think will be swelling, which is a real serious medical condition. When the heart swells, yes, yeah, you, you don't do want, that. want that to happen. You don't want. I mean, uh, Jeffy's is about to explode out of his <laughs> chest right now, but uh, that's not normal. That's not no, normal. You, you it shouldn't happen. That. You don't want. It's got nothing to do with having it. him having good tidings. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> all tidings are bad. <laughs> You don't want any kind of a Jeffy tiding. No. At all. Uh, uh, so did you, uh, have you watched any of the uh, Lifetime Christmas movies? I just watched Walmart? last night the, well, I watched two last night, actually. Obviously. I had a little extra time. My wife was sick and she was in bed. So I went upstairs and watched, um, uh, first I watched A Heavenly Christmas. Oh. Where it was the unusual story of a woman who uh, slips on the ice and dies. Uh, oh she God. fell down and died. Oh. And, uh, and then terrible. she went to heaven. And uh, the angel was with her, and she, of course, had an assignment immediately to go back and take care of a guy who is a widower. Uh, or actually, he wasn't. Uh, his sister and her husband had died. And uh, he's raising their little girl. I hope he's feeling the Christmas spirit, at least. Oh, he feels the Christmas She didn't. Oh, she was an executive. No. She was super busy. She didn't have time for Christmas. Right. I mean, she'll tolerate it, kind of. Mm-hmm. But she didn't have time for that kind of nonsense. She is on her way up. She's ambitious, Stu. This guy, not so much. He's taking time, and he's, he's just a good dad, even though he's not even the girl's dad. But a wonderful, wonderful father figure to this girl. And he just works at a diner, and he, but he's a musician on the side. You know, and a, and a super talented one. Right. He and his sister, in fact, won a an American Idol type of competition three oh. years ago. Wow! And, and of course, she died, and he lost his contract that oh. he got for mm-hmm. winning the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turned out at the end. Well, I won't tell you because you probably want to no. watch it now that I've piqued your interest. <laughs> uh, a heavenly Christmas, and then I watched my other favorite. Um, Hallmark holiday classic, and this one is, in fact, a classic. And I actually do like this one. It's not like, oh, geez, this is so greasy. Why am I watching it? Uh, most wonderful time of the year. Now, is this the Henry Winkler? Henry one? Winkler mm-hmm. Winkler, and uh, Brooke Burns. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's, and, and you can't look guy. directly at her, no, she's... or it may burn your retinas mm-hmm. right out of your head. Uh, <laughs> it's dangerous to look at her directly. Um, and, then, and then some guy who's very, very handsome. But Henry, who is the uncle of the beautiful woman, finds this guy who's kind of a drifter. Yeah. You know? Handsome, yes. Yes. Talented at certain things, of course. But a little bit 
scatterbrained right now. He's kind of finding himself. And he's been to Europe. He's picked up some skills with cooking and turtle farms, those kinds of things. <laughs> what? Turtle farm? Yeah, he's, done, he's done a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. because he's a drifter. He's a drifter. He's done a little bit of everything. And he knows quite a bit about a lot of things. Uh, and uh, and H- Uncle Henry Winkler, who, by the way, used to be a cop, so he knows you can... people, you know. So he doesn't just pick people up off the airport floor as a rule willy-nilly and bring them home to his beautiful uh, niece who might be murdered by this drifter. <laughs> he, can, he can sense who this guy really is. Of course. And he immediately senses he's a wonderful man. Wonderful a man. Police intuition will do that to you. Police intuition. That's, no. I mean, that's a thing, right? No. Um, but <laughs> It's not a thing? No, it's not a thing. It must be uh, the only case of it then. Yeah, but, he's got it. He's got right, it. That's right. Uh, I will say, too, not only did he bring this drifter home that could easily murder the <laughs> yes. entire family. Yeah, including her son. Including her son. Um, uh-huh. He also uh, brought him home while he cur- she currently had a fiancé or close to a fiancé. And a handsome, rich fiancé. Yeah, but well, he all- doesn't like the guy's shoes. Yes. And he keeps referring to that the entire I movie. I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. You can He's tell a lot pissed from- off that the guy yeah. has shiny shoes. Yeah, you can tell a lot about a man by his shoes. Can you really? Yeah, what can that, you tell about me of- with my Converse All-Stars? What can you tell about sure. I'm not sure uh, that you you're going to play basketball in the 1930s. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> With no support whatsoever. <laughs> no support at all. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, the uh, like the guy, I always like those movies too because the guy doesn't seemingly have any actual problems. Like he's not like abusive. Or cheating the rich on her. guy? Yeah, the rich guy. Right. He's right. just a little too focused on his business. Yes. And doesn't really understand children all and, that well. And he's a little snobby. He's a little snobby. He's got the nice yeah. shoes. He buys uh, he, he buys the kid a gift card to a toy store for Christmas. How and dare what, he? Uh, what a criminal act. What was, and it was like, I, I don't With know. $1,000. Yeah. Like, that was sounds like awesome. 500 or $1,000. But it's so impersonal, the card. Right. <laughs> that so was really what? The money. kid would love that. Yeah, right. the kid would be at the toy store buying what? Ever he wanted for a month. Yes, like that is yes. Uh, it, you know, and and because he had his nice shoes and gave a gift card as a present, <laughs> apparently. And he did the he did the most criminal, oh. insane act leave of it all. Leave this dude to leave something out. He did leave this out. He asked her to marry him at a party where she didn't know everybody. Oh, <laughs> wow! You forgot about that part. You forgot that to mention lovely. that little part. That sounds lovely. <laughs> Wow. That sounds like a real nice... Is she supposed to say yes in front of people she doesn't know? And she didn't. She just coughed, and they assumed she was crying, and so everybody applauded, and she was just assumed to say yes. Wow. It's funny, because I watched a Christmas movie this weekend as well. Oh, you did? I did. Okay. Uh, And it's a new one. Was there a drifter in it? It's a new one this year. It's called uh, The Christmas Cookie. Oh. The the Christmas Christmas Cookie... Cookie. Uh, I had Seriously? to watch because it seems like a direct ripoff of the Christmas sure twist. Sure, does our stupid uh, Christmas movie from a couple of years ago. Honestly, does it really? Uh, it's fairly similar. Oh uh, my gosh! In fact, they have. I actually. We should sue there. I went into it thinking someone had seen a Christmas twist and was doing this as like a reverse parody. Like they, some oh. brilliant person was like, "Oh my god, I got to do something on that movie and make that into a I real movie." I wonder if that really happened. It, Is it possible? It doesn't follow the the the. Um, the, the plot line exactly, but it's pretty close. There is a um, 
Uh, this time, a woman who is uh, she's she's she she like used to love Christmas. <laughs> well, they all did. They all used to love yeah, it. When they were kids. something happened along when the way. When they were kids, and then uh, she's she's a, she's become a businesswoman. She's now sure. she's a little too businessy, and, and, and maybe uh, a little days. a little too ambitious. Yeah, maybe maybe a little too ambitious. Okay. She's a little focused doesn't have time on, for her family necessarily. No, you know what? Did you see it? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. But I'm just <laughs> guessing. It's wild, wild stab in the dark. <laughs> That's unbelievable. So she has. Uh, but they care about her deeply. Yeah. Uh, right. And uh, they wish she'd slow down a little bit. Uh, yes, her family, her sister yeah. in particular, yeah, yeah. is very <laughs> much on that case. Once um, her calm down. And her sister, I'm guessing. Now this is probably uh, stupid to mm-hmm. even say. Yeah. I'm guessing her sister is very much into Christmas. That's true. Huh. Wow. She actually wanted to celebrate well. with her sister. <laughs> Which is amazing. Sister's now, too busy, right? There's right. other things going on. Well, and, and she has uh, other things going on in her life, Pat. Yeah. She has. She's got to make money. She's got a boyfriend uh-huh. who's very. He's a little bit too much into business. You know, <laughs> the boyfriend he, is. Yeah, the as boyfriend well? is. Oh, wow. A little, she's torn because she likes like, her sister, Christmas side, uh, but also understands the business side. Mm-hmm. Um, but her, mm-hmm. her boyfriend just wants to show her off at a Christmas party. I swear. Oh. It was the exact same plot That's as the, the uh, previous movie. That's exactly what it is. Amazing. Okay. So, so hold on. So sh- there is a town that has a Christmas cookie company, right? Th- this is almost exactly the plot. It sure is. The town's name is Christmas Jar. What? Or, or cookie? Is it cookie jar or Christmas jar? Uh. <laughs> cookie jar or Christmas jar is the name of the town. <laughs> How many times have you been through a town named something like that? Oh, over cookie jar, cookie jar, Christmas jar. So they have this is happens to be the town she used to visit as a child and loved. Oh sure. So now she works at a company, and they're so bad at naming the evil things. Like the good thing is cookie jar. The bad company that wants to take over the Christmas cookie company is called um, National Foods. <laughs> national food, evil national food. Didn't didn't but uh, like this is just like the Christmas, Christmas twist. twist right? Like they wanted to come in and do a, plot. A, a, a big pork rind factory. Wanted to move into the Christmas that store. Is yeah. unbelievable. Okay, so they go. Sure, it's her job to go in and close the deal to buy the the hometown cookie company. Oh, she works for uh, National Foods. She works for National Foods now. Oh wow. And uh, and and what a coincidence. And, and the boss was clear with her. <laughs> Don't let the spirit of the season get in the way. He actually okay, that. so he was clear, yeah. though, on that issue. Hey. He was now, very clear. Now, don't let the spirit of the season get in the way of this deal. That so was exactly, he like, like, foresaw that that was a possibility, right. though, right? He foresaw yes. that she may become weak somewhere along the line. Right. Now, she gets picked up at, um, uh, by Ed's Cat Company. I'm getting- uh, Ed's Ed's cab, cab company, company, which okay. is just a truck, because this is a small town, Pat. They don't have yeah. cabs. They don't have a big uh, infrastructure for no. for uh, you know. They don't uh, have yellow transport. cab and they don't, all that. They probably don't even have Uber. They have Ed's cab company. All right. And Ed pulls up and is very nice. Ed himself. Ed, Ed himself pulls wow. up. Wow. And uh, and you know it, a that's dapper. why it's Ed's car. <laughs> right. Ed's no, cab it's a truck. Company. It's a pickup truck because this is a small town. All right. Okay. So it's where a, they it's have a, small yeah, town. And then it's a quaint cab service. It's actually yes. a pickup truck. <laughs> right, exactly. All right. Is Ed young and handsome? How did you know that? I don't. I just a wild that stab. That is incredible. I, yes. I thought of the most likely scenario and just. He's young, handsome. Handsome. Understated. <laughs> yeah. Charming. And very into Christmas. Very into Christmas. Very in, loves the and town. And in addition to this, used to be. Uh, a corporate lawyer right. who I was too into business yeah. before he moved back to this town. Right, and now he's reinfected with the Christmas spirit. And of course, she goes and gets a ride mm. uh, from the cab uh, to the uh, cookie company, where mm-hmm. she finds out it wasn't Ed who picked her up. 
Oh, no. It was actually the owner of the cookie company who she was there to meet with. Oh. Uh, who, was, who was, I guess, checking Wait a minute. Yeah. Ed, this guy is... <laughs> no, his name wasn't Ed. Masquerading? <laughs> yes, he was lying to the woman. <laughs> he, he was lying to the woman about being Ed? Yes. yes. He, well, no, he never actually said it. She assumed he was Ed. Okay. And she treated him like a, a, a yo- like local a yokel. Like, like a, a yokel. cab guy. Yeah, yeah like a guy. Oh, all right, just get me to my place. I have to get there. And then, Even though he's young and handsome? Yes. And then slowly <laughs> they, she, she began to they have a relationship. It seemed like something was brewing, even though she's, again... She's oh. uh, almost engaged. And she's been cautioned not to let the spirit of the season, or I assume a handsome young man, get in the way of this deal. And she thinks Very the guy specific. is a cabbie. Right. So she goes into the office. It's him. He's lied to her. They have to have this big negotiation. He doesn't want to sell because he wants to protect the workers. They want to move the plant to Buffalo. How many workers are there at this company? Oh, everyone in town has worked for this company at one point. Yeah, uh, this, <laughs> as, as a matter of fact, uh, Aunt Sally's Christmas Cookie yes, Company it, yep. is the lifeblood the life life of cookie jars. It is cookie jar. I'm sorry. Cookie jar. Uh, they don't give a state. It's just no, cookie they do jar. Not. Come uh, on. I mean, and so... What happens it's probably that? Alaska. She starts to fall in love with this guy. She's uh-huh. trying to make the deal. She really wants to keep it there. Her evil boss won't let him keep the factory there. Well, no. Uh, you already told her. Of course not. In and no by, uncertain terms. By the way, spoiler alert. Uh-oh. We, oh, no. we've given a couple of... I, I don't know if I want to listen to <laughs> no. this because I'm very interested in Cookie <laughs> you Jar have, now. You have, to, you have to watch it even with all this information. It's so good. <laughs> um, so, uh, Is this uh, a Lisa special or oh, did yes. you watch this of your own... Free will. I, they're all, I always watch them with Lisa. Yeah, okay. I mean, this is a tradition uh, yeah. we have for Christmas. Jackie um, won't watch these. Oh, really? She's she, giving up. I am the one. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> the one. <laughs> that's I'm the even, one. i got to yeah. say, that's even better. I know. Uh, so it's anyway, sad. Uh, the reason, what we, one of the parts that you talked about that reminded me is that the um, as she's sort of falling in love with this cabbie slash owner of Cooker Cookie Company, yeah. she, uh, she is just about to have their first kiss. And who walks oh. in? Oh. <gasps> The, the, the boyfriend from back oh, home no. who wants to show her off at the Christmas party. He comes into town, and what you know what he does? He in, in a town? room full of people she, that he doesn't know, and she barely knows, asks he, he her to marry him. Exactly. <laughs> asks her to marry him, and she... Did kinda, she cough? No, she kind of coughs and doesn't uh, actually give an answer. <laughs> well, she's surprised. Yeah, so and so that's a natural reaction. So there you go. I mean, it goes out, it goes on from there. I won't we ruin the last over. minute of the show. Which I is wonder the who you. will wind up with it was, with her. Uh, you're going to be shocked. We are we're, we are suing for this damn Christmas cookie. It is almost, I'll tell you that. It's an almost identical plot. That is, uh, that's amazing. Again, Cabby the plumber. Right, like yeah. Jeffy came in, in the, and after it, you watched it, did you did you still think they might have gotten the idea from cr- Christmas Twist? Because we talked about doing it, making we, it we, longer or doing it and again. Into a real We've work. actually talked about, and it may still, uh, I don't know, uh, eventually do one. Well, of we these. don't have to now. And, it's been stolen right from underneath our wings. That's I, it, it is. Sounds like it. It's seriously almost that sounds pretty similar. I mean, the difference in the plot is. We had a cookie store, and someone came in to buy it because they wanted the real estate. Where right. this is, they want the cookie uh, recipes, and they're going to the move it to Buffalo yeah, yeah. to make all the money. That's, uh, but I mean, I mean, that's really the only plot difference. Unreal. It's almost again. I, that's unreal. She's close. I was the, <clears throat> in the in Christmas Twist, the movie we made. I was the businessman yeah. boyfriend who came in right. and proposed. And right. went through the whole thing, and then got beaten out by the the local yokel Jeffy, who was the plumber. Uh, he be, uh, there's, I was the kindly, there's a, there's a loving wise, uncle. 
the person who runs the hotel is a kind, wisely yes. aunt. Oh my gosh! Who, lo- who oh, loves who loves Christmas and, and is giving all sorts of advice. Amazing. I mean, it's almost identical. That's pretty weird. I, that's would, a weird coincidence if sure they didn't is. steal it directly from us. It is, yeah, because it's almost, I mean, we did it as a parody of all of those movies, but, I mean, it was an original story. Um, and, and the other part about it is, I think it was Lifetime that actually did a parody of the Lifetime movies with Will Ferrell. Um, and, and, oh, I'd like to see that. And they, so it's serious. They don't, have, they don't tell any jokes, but it's just the plot line is really ridiculous, and they say really? their dialogue's a little weird and off. <laughs> And I, I wonder if whoever did that, like that type of person, was like uh, saw the Christmas twist and was like, you know what we should do is make a real movie out of their parody. That is it's interesting. It's that close. Wow. You have to watch this movie. If uh, and if it's you called watch again twist. the Christmas Cookie. Yeah, uh, yeah. The actual title is uh, Christmas Cookies. Christmas cookies. Christmas cookies. It's 2016 this year, too. It's brand new. I'm telling you, that's enough time to do the plot. I sure is. To write the script. Get it out to, there. To get it, to, to act it out, to print it, send it out. I, I mean, it could happen. And it I should could be clear, happened. we're not offended. We love it. No, If you I did it, that. we love it. Please tell us. Yes. Triple eight seven two seven. Beck. More patents too coming up. Maybe they could send some money. More stuff you can steal. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hang on. Making money. <laughs> yeah. Making money for others. Oh, Creating man. jobs. That's us. Oh, you know what? I uh, was really sad over the weekend, and it, 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 and I'm not discussing the death of uh, Fidel Castro when I say really sad. Mm, that was broken. Um, that didn't break me up that much. You know, maybe I'm a bad person, but mm-hmm. that didn't really uh, you are. Didn't affect me. Really bad. Uh, I was affected, however, by the death of Florence Henderson, the mom on yeah, Brady Bunch. Yeah. That, that's really sad. She was 82. I, I would have thought she was older than that for some reason, but... Uh, she she died at Cedar, Cedar Sinai Medical Center in, in L.A. Uh, she was hospitalized just the day before and uh, apparently suffered heart failure. Really sad. Um, and then at the Thanksgiving Day parade, I don't know if people have seen this, but apparently Miss Miss good. Piggy saved uh, Tony Bennett's life. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Here's, I did not see that. Here's a look at what happened. Hmm. <laughs> so he started to fall. They took off. Whoa! And Miss Piggy had to grab him. Wow. <laughs> Actually, that's he a- would have fallen right off that float and been run over by the wheels. Well, Tony she looks, saved Tony, his life. Tony would have. He would have just done a flip and flipped right off. Though. That is. I, I will. <laughs> first of all, Tony Bennett is still like going at it. I, I, mean, I, we I were know. Ninety mm-hmm. years old. Ninety. I mean. I was I was watching his performance. I, I actually saw a lot of the parade, and uh, yeah, I thought, I "Wow, he is still." And then it hit me: what an incredible thing that is! That at ninety years old, he's still capable of doing that. That's amazing. Yeah, I saw him in concert uh, several uh, several years ago, but he was in his eighties. Uh, oh, really? Um, and he did the thing where mm. he turned the microphone off and just sang with no microphone in a theater. And what? belted it out so you could hear it in the whole theater. Did he really? Everyone's like, you know, Michael school. Buble wow. does that as well uh, yeah. at some of his shows. Now, he does it in, like, 
Madison Square Garden, but he keeps the microphone on on the floor. Uh-huh. You know, so he's singing. You could just ba- it barely picks it up, but you can. I mean, it's still really cool. But it's loud enough for everybody. Well, I mean, was his voice still? It's great. He was great. You know, the, <clears throat> I, I've been tainted a little bit by him because of the you know famous experience that Glenn and I had with him, <laughs> which was not good, no. not pleasant. He did not like you. I, I don't even know what happened there. I mean, it was a phone interview. We asked him to sing uh, I Left My Heart in San Francisco, and then Glenn said, unless you're tired of singing that. You know, because we hear that all the time from performers. David uh, Cassidy, for one, refused to sing anything to do with the Partridge family. Then look well, where that got him. Yeah, I mean, that's the only, that's the only stuff anybody knows from him. Right. Why would you have him sing something from 1990 when we only know right. his 1970s stuff? And if you're going to give him one 1990, you got to get a, a Partridge family, too. You give yes. him like, if you want to do one and one, yeah. right. All right, that's whatever. fine. Yeah. You can do that. But he wouldn't do any of that. Mm. So, so, Glenn, as a kind of a, a kindness to him, said, yeah. unless you're tired of it. Why would I be tired of that? Why the hell would I be tired of it? That's the song that put me on the map. And he's yelling and screaming at us. And we're, he's a 70-year-old man at the time. Yelling at us because we asked him if he was tired of that song. It, it, it just ruined the whole thing and the mm. whole experience and, and my whole perception of Tony Bennett from then on. Yeah, no, but he was really, Which is maybe unfair because yeah. he may have just had a bad day. Right, possibly. Yeah. Um, although he has not tried to make, up, make it up to you. And you've told the story on national radio <laughs> multiple times. And he has never called to apologize. You're right. Not uh-huh. once. That's bad. Not hey, ever. Um, uh, while we're talking about Miss Piggy, can we talk about, uh, um, can we do the frog that looked like Princess Leia? Yes, I mean, please. I think now, this is important. not Kermit. Okay. Uh, this is a frog that looks like Princess Leia. And here it is. <laughs> uh, I think it actually kind of does. I mean, is that a real? That's a real? The, that's not Photoshopped? What the hell? Is it a snail on it? Are there two snails yeah. on his head? Is that what happened? That is really weird. Now, did weird. someone try to recreate Princess Leia by putting two snails on the frog's head? <laughs> it had to be that, right? Oh, here's some uh, Photoshops of it. By the oh, way. Okay. I mean, even as a frog, she looks good. I gotta say, uh, uh, yeah. the Princess Leia, you know, uh, Star Wars level Princess Leia was pretty. And there's the, her I mean, book is coming out. Did you yeah. see that she uh, she says she had an affair with uh, Harrison Ford? No. Yeah, they had an affair. Really, apparently. You're Harrison? Aren't you having an affair with that? I mean, well, <laughs> yes, if the opportunity presents itself, and I'm not married, yeah. Well, an affair would indicate one of them was. I don't know which one. Uh, I don't either. Or both. Yeah, I know. Pat's gonna throw in the, if I wasn't married. <laughs> Whatever. Well, if I'm Harrison Ford, okay. I want to do the right thing. Well, Harrison apparently uh, <laughs> I pretty much acknowledged it that she was telling the truth. That really? It actually oh, yeah. happened. Well, wait, yeah, what does he care, you know, 40 years later? I what guess, do either but, of them care now? Right. I mean, well, she wants to sell books, and uh, yeah. that's a good, he's a good through, He's been that. through a couple wives now. He's still been with, uh, with the same wife now for a number of years, right? The, what's oh. her name? The... Uh, is it, oh, Callista Flockhart? Yeah, Callista Flockhart, yeah. Oh, wow, are they still yeah, together? I think so. Uh, yeah, they are. Are they really? Yeah. They're still together? I know. Hmm. That's, a, that's a weird Hollywood That was a weird coupling to begin with. That and sure is. it's interesting that that's lasted. Uh, do we have any other Im- images of this thing before we Plus, go? I noticed you uh, forgot to mention, uh, you know, the, you, you mentioned uh, Fidel Castro, and you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, Florence Henderson, but you come in threes. You failed to mention uh, Ron Glass, I don't, the I death don't. of Ron Glass this weekend. <laughs> I do remember uh, Barney Miller vaguely. I do not remember Ron. I'm Glass. just saying he's a television star. And he was he was the uh, uh, African American. Yes, he was the African American. Sure and was, you know right? him because there weren't that many African Americans <laughs> at the time. No, there was on not. Uh, Barney Miller, especially. So, uh, especially <laughs> I have to reminisce about Ron Glass for the next 45 minutes. Um, 
You want to? Yeah. Well, oh, because you, oh, you don't have time, unfortunately, with which to reminisce. We have. Uh, we went uh, a couple of weeks ago. Went to the uh, Texas State Fair um, for you for science. Uh, because we care it's about nothing you. to do with what we wanted. No, this we didn't. Do, did did we want to eat a lot of calories? Do no. we look like people that oh, would want to down a bunch of calories? Yeah, oh my gosh! I mean, I, we don't no, like that because the workouts alone that we'd have to do to make up for it would be so strenuous. Yeah, we don't like that. Um, but we did for you. Decide to go to the Texas State Fair and try all the crazy foods that they have. Texas State Fair is famous. A lot of state fairs are, but Texas particularly famous for the kind of crazy food combinations they come up with uh, to uh, you know innovative. Uh, different types of food. Mm-hmm. So we went there. And Almost we ha- all of it fried. Yes. They fry a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, and we ate a lot of fried stuff. Uh, and it was an interesting experience. We left there feeling a little sick. A little sick. Uh, but you'll Noxious. see the results of that Vomitous. Spoons episode. We've got a bunch uh, to feature here before the end of the year uh, from the Texas State Fair. Uh, uh, spoons. All right, so uh, Thanksgiving is an important part of the holiday season, of course, Pat. Time when we give thanks, obviously, yeah, we for give, we all give the blessings that we have. That's right. And, uh, you know, it's certainly not a time where you just eat until you want to vomit um, all no. over the people you love. <laughs> now, a lot of people have made it into that, Stu, but I find that revolting. When you said a lot of people, you looked at Jeffy. He's actually just one person. He looks like a lot of people, Does- though. When you, when you see him, you think, right, you're like, hey, look at wow, that. that's a crowd of people large right there. group of people over there. And no, it's actually just Jeffy. Wow. Um, but this is why we're here now. This is uh, a Thanksgiving, a fried Thanksgiving dinner. Oh. Um, is our new. Is uh, it on yeah. a steak or is this on a plate? Uh, you know what? I actually don't know the answer to that. I think we need to find out. Okay, what we have here is a fried Thanksgiving dinner uh, in a bowl. Basically, what you got in the bowl is turkey, stuffing, cream corn, I think. And then you got the dipping sauce of the uh, cranberries and gravy. Or gravy. All right. This is a way to consume an entire Thanksgiving dinner. I'm going in for the cranberries. The best part is without all that family. Right, Jimmy? Right. Without the annoying family. All right. What do you got? Can we we get a little uh, side view there, Pat? Mm -hmm. That looks not Um, not good. Okay. All right. I'll do the gravy. It's. What hits you immediately is the. Crunch of the the fried batter yep. on the outside, and then of course you get a heavy dose of the stuffing, mm-hmm. and then on the back end you you run into a piece of turkey. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you're dipping it in cranberry. And sauce. dipping it in cranberry sauce. No, that that is not the face. A little of the bit man. of sweetness as well. I actually kind of like it. Not good. No, you don't like wow. it? Jeffrey is not a fan. Why? Oh, nasty. You are a baby about this kind of stuff. You're weird. Anything you with you a think... sauce he doesn't like. I, right, di- I dipped it in the gravy, which they don't know how to make gravy, first of all. Did you try the cranberry yet? Uh, I'm not doing the cranberry. Why not? The cranberry sauce has been uh, bad for you. It's so weird, because you think of Jeffy as a guy who, if mm. it's food, he'll eat it. He's and not really not, that way. No, he, he's just, he'll mm-hmm. eat nonstop all day the foods he likes, but he's not... You done? Yeah, I had a one. All right, what's your rating on it? One to eighteen. Oh, it's, I mean, maybe a five. Maybe. I'm going to give this one a nine. Maybe a five. A five and a nine. Okay. So no, really, only halfway up the scale. Uh, you keep eating it though. And the aftertaste of it. You like the cranberry. Yes. Okay. I like the cranberry. The, the gravy was not great. No. No, it was not. All right. But I the mean, sweetness of 